Welcome back, guys, to another episode of Business from the Bass Boat Podcast on the Serious Angler Network. And guys, I am here alone today. This is a solo show. I'm excited, though. This is something I did last year, and I am going to um, kind of recap what I've done with this this coming year. And uh, that's really going to be this tournament lake scoring system I created in Excel all of the uh, different lakes in the country, I'm curious how kind of folks come to the conclusion on each of these places on where exactly they're going to. And this is, I'm talking about bass, major league fishing, these organizations that have contracts with these cities and around these great fisheries that they all visit and some not so great fisheries. But I break down in the Excel file everything from uh, the top. I, I mean, I basically took the all the different tours and I have a scoring system, and we'll go over that shortly here, with all the lakes they visit and create a ranking on how many times these different tournament organizations are going to these bodies of water and what kind of uh, some insights that you can you can take away from that. So that's kind of really what I've got going for today. Um, I'm about to start my just absolute busy season here. Um, it's been kind of busy, but now it's about to get really busy. I think the next six weeks I'm fishing tournaments, whether it be a weekend tournament or a full week. So trying to get things squared away for that and, uh, get ready to get on the road, um, local tournaments as well as, uh, travel tournaments and everything in between. So just trying to get everything lined up for the serious angler show and everything we've got going here and I'm excited to talk about today's topic. Let's see if I can bring this in. And for those of you who are listening on iTunes, I would recommend watching this on YouTube or uh, if you've seen recently, Spotify allows videos. So can't help to show some of this stuff, but I'll do my best to walk through this Excel file without necessarily having to talk about it. Okay. So here is what I've kind of been working on. I worked on this last year and then have now uh, updated it for this season. But in case you missed last year's show and wanted to go over what I basically did, we've got the ranking system for all the tournament organizations off the country when I'm talking national scale tournament level. So this does not include, you know, a nickel series on Grand Lake or even the one bass stuff out west or anything that's kind of regionally specific. These are national tours that uh, travel all across the country. And to me, that was kind of the goal with this data was to say, where is there maybe um, some patterns where these organizations keep going back to and kind of analyze how that changes over the years, right? Like maybe a Lake Falcon in the early 2000s was getting hammered because it was a world-class bass fishery, still is, um, but is kind of uh, on a decline because of, you know, low water or a bad vegetation year or, you know, security reasons on the board. I don't know, whatever it may be, terminal organizations have kind of stopped going there. Um, so those kinds of situations happen. And so it's interesting to uh, go through some of those, but also to see maybe where a new lake, a new trend that's happening. And really just the averages though, to me, are what make this data so powerful and to say, if you're really pursuing to be a pro angler or take this as far as you can, these are the lakes you need to get on. And that's that's my thought process with this anyways. Um, there's plenty of guys that can go to a lake and win without necessarily 
having been there before happens all the time, but I do think there's something to be said for the consistency of being good on certain bodies of water. And, um, there's just, there's a lot into that, but we'll get into that later, but let's talk about the scoring system. So first off I, uh, and, and maybe you don't necessarily agree with this or someone out there. I'd love to hear kind of your thoughts on this, but this was the best way I thought to break things down. I assign two points for any pro tournament with an entry fee over 2,500. Okay. So elite series, major league fishing, tack warehouse, pro circuit, the NPFL, anything that has something, you know, a four or $5,000 entry fee range over $5,000 entry fee range. That's what I'm kind of calling the elite tours. And that's what I'm giving every lake that has gone to those places, two points in a season, right? Then I'm giving one point for any semi-pro tournament with an entry fee over 1500 um, Toyota Series, Bassmaster Opens are the two main ones there. National Tours still, they have kind of regional breakdowns, but each one of those tournaments, a $1,500, $2,000 entry fee, $1,700, I guess, now for the Toyotas, I think. Um, and I'm giving all of those lakes a one point um, per year. So... These are basically uh, what I was kind of blown away with. There's a total of, between all those different schedules for the last six years, really, because I took the data from last year, then added a year. But the last six years, all those different lakes, there's a total of 85 lakes, which is wild to me. It's amazing that I'm sitting here doing this on Excel. I never saw myself as being kind of this analytical, but I enjoy this kind of stuff when it's about bass fishing and Anyways, so wild to me that there's 85 different lakes. I really didn't expect it to be that many, but really on a larger note, like that's not that many lakes. There's so many more lakes that are probably good bass fisheries across this country, especially when you're talking smaller sizes. But even then, they just don't get hit by tournaments because maybe they don't have the infrastructure to run a big tournament. They don't have the lodging. Um, Those kinds of situations are what tournament planners i don't even know the the proper term there event planning for tournament organizations have to go through and actually as a teaser to next week's show we've got uh eric lopez coming on from bass to talk about some of this stuff so it'll be really really cool to see his take on some of this i'll be sure to bring up some of this detail with him and how some of that back end works for someone that's working in the tournament industry to bring us those tournaments and the live coverage and everything else but more specifically on planning for events So let's get into this here. I think the best way to maybe go about this is to first talk about kind of some just general data stuff that can sway things. So number one, it's interesting. There's always going to be things changing. So take all this with a grain of salt. But in 2020, 2021, we had a lot of COVID um, impact on fishing tournaments. And what that basically did is it, it maybe swayed some tournament organizations to um, have a smaller schedule, a more compressed schedule, stayed close to home, stayed to states that that had lesser COVID regulations. So that's kind of where we saw a big push in um, bass, went to Alabama for like everything. It was just so many BASS tournaments, opens, elite series all in Alabama. And you can actually kind of see that in the data with down here, like this Smith, Ufala, Pickwick, like all this stuff got hit pretty hard. I mean, look at 2021, six, six, like th- those are that they got hammered by tournaments during that time frame. That's kind of what you saw 
some organizations do. So take everything with a little bit of grain of salt, but that's what's nice about an average. And to me, the average that made the most sense was a five-year. And that's why this is labeled green here. But the five-year average kind of um, dissipates some of that super condensed data. Um, I also did a three-year and a one-year. Um, and then I also had a six-year just from last year. But anyways, the one-year being as in this year's schedule, 2022, where were they ranked? What places got hit the hardest by all these different places, uh, organizations? So first, I think the best thing would be to go into the five-year, and that's what this data is ranked in right now. And I'll go through on iTunes where things are sitting. But there's a lot of ties. That's just with only either being a two-point and a one-point, it made sense that there would be a good amount of ties with this data. But I went back to, because of the ties, the seventh-ranked lake, lake and then went up from there. So the seventh-ranked lake on the five-year average, again, two points being awarded to the pro, pro level, one point being awarded to the AAA or semi-pro level. Um, lake Fork got 12 points over five years. So that put it in seventh. Makes sense to me. Elites seem to go there almost every year. Another tour, obviously, uh, the tackle No, sorry. Major League Fishing went there this year, so that, that gave it four points for this year alone. But Fork really has been hit from 2019 to now. Every year, it's been at least one event, one pro event there. Two, four, two, four. So it's interesting. It wasn't touched at all from 16, 17, and 18. But after that, it's been going consistently. So that's the seventh ranked. Sixth ranked, which was kind of a, a surprise to me, a tie, was Okeechobee as well as uh, Mississippi River, Wisconsin. And both those places, I think, were a surprise for me last year as well. They are um, both lakes that I don't think, Okeechobee being a place that was hit so much previously, uh, I you know, just something you remember as a kid growing up and watching bass fishing, it seemed like they always were going to Okeechobee in this wonderful destination, and it, it is. But um, it's kind of, uh, it's been hit. It's just consistent, right? Like it's, it's always a consistent base hit. Like they're just always going to that fishery. Um, and that is what it is. It's whether it's be a semi pro or a pro level event, it's consistent. So that in a five-year scale had 13 points, same with the Mississippi river in Wisconsin, which is such a cool fishery, I think, and, uh, seems to be getting hit more and more and specifically this year you know even more so uh with the elite series going there to kind of bring swing i guess the end their northern swing now fifth ranked is grand makes sense grand lakes always you know especially a championship series event place a classic there's always a toyota series on grand this year, Redcrest was on Grand, like just a, a common hit kind of of the middle part of the country lakes. That was the fifth rank, and that was tied with Gunnersville, which I expected Gunnersville to maybe be slightly even higher. Just you hear so much about Gunnersville, Toyota Series Championships there this year. There's a Toyota Series there. Um, always gets hit by a professional tour. That is the tied for fifth rank. So really, you've got Alabama, Oklahoma being there. And then it really kind of goes east from there. Um, 
and Alabama's, you know, somewhat east with that. But anyways, the next ranked of the of the five year cycle with eighteen points, the fourth ranked length lake, the fourth place you really need to be going to, uh, is Champlain up up north in New York. And this was the biggest surprise to my data uh the last year was just seeing how many tournaments really go to New York every year, whether it be the St. Lawrence or Champlain. And they just get they get hammered. And uh I think that that's a, a really cool deal. And it you can be consistent up north. I think that pays dividends. But anyways, so Champlain was ranked fourth with 18th, uh, 18 points in the five-year scale. What's interesting with this, and we won't go through the entire six-year scale, but that was second uh, in the six-year scale. So so a little bit of variance there between one year, um, basically by the Elite Series not going to Champlain this year or something like that is kind of where you saw that decline into this year's data on the five-year Next, third rank, we're looking at Harris Chain in Florida. So out of all the Florida lakes, and and forgive me if I'm not somebody, I've started to really learn them actually these last couple of years, especially doing the fantasy fishing shows. But the Florida lakes, to me, I sometimes mix them up. If you're not from Florida or, or super familiar with that area, it's like, okay, St. John's, Kissimmee Chain, then you've got Harris Chain and all these dang chains. And anyways, uh, I've started to really put it together and thought through like, okay, St. John's is kind of like that place. That's not really like Florida, but anyways, to me, I figured Florida would be all over this top 10 because it's getting hit year after year. And you got Okeechobee in seventh there. And then you've got the Harris chain being, um, all the way to third, which, um, I didn't really think that they would necessarily be the Harris chain, but out of all the Florida lakes, that's the one that's been hit the most. Uh, in the last five years, uh, again, with this scoring system. But something to keep in mind, Florida, I think, is a, a good thing to learn in general. Miles Berghoff um, had that kind of concept. I mean, he, I think he did grow up there. I know he spent college there and spent a lot of time in Florida learning how to fish Florida. And if you can start your year right and spend that time and, and learn, um, I think that that's a, a big advantage. And I think maybe there's some concept of doing that before you make it to that top level um that's a something that Berghoff has always ran with was there's bfl series everywhere across the country i'm going to go learn how to do well in those events and then when i do have a two thousand dollar entry fee or a five thousand dollar entry fee at that place i've got some experience there you're not investing in nearly as much when you have a two hundred dollar bfl entry fee so Kind of an interesting thought process there. Kind of rehashes the whole idea of doing this show um, specifically with this scoring system. Next on the list is a tie. And these these two um, weren't as much of a surprise to me, but the tie is between Sam Rayburn and Chickamauga. So again, Sam Rayburn being in Texas, Chickamauga in Tennessee. Those were both tied at 20 points for a five-year average on tournament organizations going there those two not too big of a surprise to me being that they're famed fisheries very consistent people seem to really like going to those places and um middle part of the country rayburn being in you know southeast texas but chickamauga that middle part of the country for the most part and just seem like fisheries that organizations keep on going back to and enjoy it so not too big of a surprise there. And then the first ranked 
of all of the lakes on this list for the five-year average. And it was for the six-year average, by the way, as well as the last three-year average and is tied for the first and the first year average. So like this is if you're if you're gonna learn one place, if you're like, man, I want to take a couple of months, if you can take a couple of months, but if you, or even if it's just jump in and fish an event there once a year or fish as a co-angler in the year, if you're gonna go and try and learn a place, the St. Lawrence River in New York, the St. Lawrence River, we're talking about um Lake Ontario, uh, whether it goes out of Thousand Islands or in the river itself, um the St. Lawrence River is hit by tournament organizations every year. It is just always consistent in that way. And uh it, it blows me away because it's just it's just what happens. Um but we've heard before on Elite Series events talk about like, okay, hey, we got a three year contract locked in with the city of blank, you know, Clayton or wherever they go out of Messina, wherever it may be, they always are going back to that, whether it be bass, major league fishing, tech warehouse, pro circuit, Toyota series, there's always events happening there, uh, in 2022 to the system. It got five points. I mean, that's, that's ridiculous. That's a ton of points. And that's where it, uh, tied for first, but anyways, five-year average 24 points, which is four points above second place. So pretty, pretty big margin there. So if there's, if there's a place that you really, ought to take some time and, and figure out and learn that's uh that's one of them and uh with the rest of this list but that's the most which was um it was amazing to me to see that big of a de- decisive lead through all of this um i guess i'll go into a couple of points just regarding the last three years really um first place again being st lawrence second is the harris chain in florida third or i'm sorry second was also tied with rayburn third was a tie with a bunch of different places, Smith Lake in Alabama, um, Pickwick, Gunnersville, and Chickamauga. I didn't already say that, but so bunch there, a lot of Alabama lakes. That again on that three year average, I think is pretty swayed by that 2020, 2021 COVID year. All those tournaments in Alabama. That's why I just I feel like the five year average made the most sense in my eyes. And that's uh, that's kind of what I'm going off of with all this data and looking at it and kind of taking a practical approach to saying, okay, well, what actually happened in those years? One thing to always remember is all these lakes can change. There can be a cart problem or a grass problem or a Kentucky Lake situation, and that's just unfortunate. But that's what happens in tournament fishing on Mother Nature and these lakes and our own kind of problems that we can we can cause. But that's. Uh, basically the gist of the data. Those are the five years that make the most sense to me. One lake that I would like to talk about that is new to this year on the list uh, entirely, and it wasn't previous in the previous five years, it was not hit, but this year was hit by two major tours is Watts Bar in Tennessee. That's cool to me. Um, Real close there to Chickamauga, Tennessee River Chain Lake. Never on this list any of those organizations hadn't hadn't been there whatsoever and now it's got four points so two pro tours going there I believe the npfl and then uh i think it's i i don't think it's sacros pro circuit i think it's actually major league fishing that's going there so really cool to see that four points which is actually um i mean that's in 2022 that's the second highest 
tied for second. There's a lot of ties when you only have two and one points for 2022. But anyways, Watts Bar is a new one to the data. I'm curious to see if that will continue to tournament organizations will continue to go back there. Um, you know, what's interesting with some of this stuff is the relationship side. And again, excited to get into Eric Lopez's thoughts on that with Bass. But you know, maybe there was a new a new town um, employee. I don't even know what it'd be like. Not a commissioner. I don't know, but someone who who is uh, in charge of the funds for the city to bring in events like this, and they made relationship with someone at Major League Fishing or at Bass, and then that's that's a new start, right? Like you almost see it like with the Lake Hartwell, which uh, by the way, I was surprised. It was, I mean, it's close up there. It's sitting right there in like eighth, tied for eighth of the five-year average. But Hartwell, you know, you always hear being a, a big player when it comes to these tournament organizations. They see the value in bringing in 100 boats, 200 boats, and all the hotels and Airbnbs and gas stations, all that kind of stuff regarding these organizations. So... um Curious to see if that will continue that Watts Bar relationship and uh, excited to see if any new ones pop up. But that's what I have on all the different venues. Um, that's uh, that's really it. I mean, we've got the five-year average, and to me, that makes the most sense to follow. So if you are looking to be a professional angler, get to those lakes that I had talked about. And yeah, I think that that just helps to to have some knowledge, not necessarily even on the fishery, but just off the lake of, hey, I know where this boat ramp is. Oh, I can go put on on that side because the wind's blowing. Not having to necessarily think through those things when you're at an event. You can only make so many decisions in a day. And to me, um, if you have some of those decisions already made prior to even getting there, makes life a little bit easier on your end when you go to these tournaments. As we all know, it can be kind of stressful. And I don't know, we all do it for fun anyways, but... That's um that's everything I've got, guys, and look forward to the show next week with Mr. Eric Lopez. It's a good setup for that to talk about his side of things on the person actually making the calls when it comes to going to these different places. But with that, um, I think we're going to wrap things up, and I'm excited for these next couple of weeks. Have a lot of shows coming. Have a lot of content coming on the Serious Angler stuff. We've got some cool announcements coming up. So. Tune in to all our shows as always. And please, if you wouldn't mind leaving us a review on Apple, StreamYard, wherever you get your podcast and or on YouTube, please like and subscribe. Thanks, guys. And hope everyone is doing well as we get it kind of into this spring, summer fishing season. Well, that was an awesome show. Hope you guys enjoyed it. If you can and your app allows it, please leave us a rating and review. It really helps us get seen more, which allows us to access more time and more variables to be able to bring to the show to make it better for you guys. So hope you enjoyed it. And if you did and you liked some of the things we talked about in this episode and want to check out our show partners, all of that is in every single show description. You can click down there. It's got all of our discount codes, all of our links to our show partners where you guys can go and support the people that support this show and help us make this show happen. And of course, this show does not happen without you guys. You guys know we appreciate you. You're the Sears Sanger fam. You're the reason we're here. Appreciate y'all, and we'll see y'all on the next one.